0: What is up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Market Marauder Show. Be the market, one trade at a time. Hope everybody's having a great week out there, able to lock in some profits in this volatile crypto market. So, first, at the time of recording, Bitcoin is at thirty-eight thousand two hundred twenty-nine dollars and twenty-five cents, down four point three eight percent, and Ethereum is at two thousand six hundred thirty dollars and ten cents down 3.96 percent so a little bit of a bearish downward trend for both ethereum and bitcoin but we will continue on um, in the market hopefully they'll turn back around there are a lot of factors uh, that are causing this to go down you have fed policies that are potentially coming up in march you also have um some of the geopolitical issues that are going on with the russia and ukraine situation Uh, so a lot of macro uh factors to indicate um this starting to go down hopefully these will turn around uh and we'll have another rally in the crypto market so let's jump to some news to see what's going on in the crypto market so first uh we have a private class action lawsuit against participants of the Canadians uh, of Canada's uh, Freedom Convoy. Uh, they have successfully secured an injunction of freezing funds raised via crypto donations. Um, so a Maveria injunction was signed on Thursday by Ontario Superior Court of Justice Judge Callum McLeod. Um, ...and freezes crypto assets in more than 120 different uh, addresses tied to BTC, ADA, um, ETH, LTC, and XRM. A MERVIA injunction uh, is a court order used in the UK and Canada that freezes a defendant's assets... ...in order to prevent them from being spent, hidden, or moved before a judgment is ordered. So... This is a very important case uh, to consider. Um, You have multiple things going on. The Freedom Convoy is basically a convoy um, of protests. It's basically a protest where a lot of truckers got together um, at, the Can- at the Canada and U.S. border uh, to basically protest vaccine mandates um, that were being imposed by Canada for truckers that are coming in and out of the U.S., um, and so they basically created the Freedom Convoy. Uh, there were a lot of things that were going on with the banks, um, and so that was one situation as well, and so they had problems with their bank accounts. Um, they were trying to Um, stop them from receiving donations through their bank accounts. And they were also receiving tons of funding through crypto. And so the fact that uh, the government can go and block um, your cryptocurrency accounts and different wallet addresses um, is something that's very alarming to a lot of people in the crypto community. So crypto is kind of looked at from multiple lenses. Um, It's looked at as an alternative asset for investing, um, for a lot of people. And then for other people, it's looked at, um, as a way for you to kind of bypass government regulations, um, and kind of do your own thing as far as investing is concerned. So, um, I think this is a very important case to consider. Uh, the fact that, uh, Canada was able to go and block these wallet addresses, uh, from a court order kind of shows you the, uh, real volatility and just the, uh, the different ways that crypto is being attacked uh, from a lot of regulatory institutions. Um, And so this is the first that I've seen uh, where a court order could actually be used to block uh, crypto wallet addresses. I didn't know that was a possibility um, until reading this article, but I think it's very interesting um, and the world is basically watching as this um, Freedom Convoy situation uh, continues um, for being able to have a government that can uh, regulate, you know, or freeze your wallet for cryptocurrency. um, I think for me personally, something that's very alarming, uh, especially considering um, that they already control the banking system. Um, And so cryptocurrency is basically, you know, your money, you file taxes on it. um, And so you kind of have the freedom to do what you want with it um, and spend it however you want. Having the court being able to seize that money uh, kind of negates uh it being your money um and having it freezing those wallets um kind of negates it being your money which makes it um as regulated as the banks in such a sense so i feel like if you're going to regulate um which is in impose a freeze onto someone's wallet address um, especially if that person is paying taxes for it, then you should also be obligated to give an insurance um, in some sort of FDIC situation like the banks do if that crypto is then lost. Um, and so <clears throat> those regulations are very loose. Um, and I think this is going to be a very important case to consider um, when getting to cryptocurrency. And I think it's going to be something uh, that a lot of U.S. politicians um, and regulators are going to be looking at um, as far as trying to regulate crypto. Cryptocurrency. Um, now, this is not, you know, a different situation. I mean, this is not a, a normal situation. Uh, the government may have looked at it as these are nefarious acts that are going on. Uh, they're using this cryptocurrency for, you know, bad things, um, which is blocking um, or protesting, but even when there were protests going on in the U.S., uh, there was no talks of blocking any cryptocurrency attacks. I mean, cryptocurrency uh, funds that were going on um, for different groups that were involved. Even uh, when going to back with the protests that happened in Hong Kong before the pandemic, there were no talks of blocking uh, cryptocurrency uh, wallet addresses that I had heard of as well. Um, And so I think this is, you know, very important case to look at uh, from the crypto world, and will definitely shape uh, how crypto is regulated and monitored uh, moving forward. So next, we'll talk about Algorand. So Algorand is pushing for Ethereum compatibility with a two uh, a twenty million dollar uh, funding. Uh, so they're getting a twenty million <clears throat> in funding to accelerate development in its ecosystem. Um, and this was according to uh, an announcement from the Algrand Foundation uh, CEO Stacy Warden at the ETH Denver uh, conference. Uh, the foundation officials said 10 million in grants will go to developers uh, that can provide solutions for Ethereum Virtual Machine or EVM compatibility, uh, a key cog for emerging networks looking to woo established projects Uh, for Algorand EVM compatibility means applications that are built on Ethereum or other Ethereum compatible chains can also execute on Algorand. Uh, This announcement comes as token rich blockchain projects increasingly turn to funding incentives to lure developer talent into building uh, out their ecosystem. Um, And so, there were a lot of updates that came, uh, from, uh, the, uh, Denver conference that was just recently had. Uh, but I think it's very interesting to see all the things that Algorand is doing. Uh, Algorand is one of those ISO 2020 20, So ISO 222 coins, uh, that's currently out there. Um, it's very interesting, uh, with that system. I think Algorand is a great project, uh, moving forward. It's, available on majority of exchanges uh so you can go on coinbase and get algorand you can stake algorand um on coinbase as well and get i think four percent apy so i like algorand you know across the board uh they have a lot of projects in their ecosystem uh some that you may not even think that are part of algorand are part of algorand and so I think as they get more funding to develop um, more solutions for the Ethereum network, I think it will just help them overall uh, in the long term uh, when growing Algorand. So next, we'll talk about uh, the graph. Um, and so <clears throat> the backers of the graph, a protocol that aims uh, to make on-chain data more accessible to decentralized applications or DApps, uh, have launched the first fund to support developers building for the system. So, the $205 million pot uh, was announced Thursday uh, by MultiCoin Capital, uh, ReproCall Ventures, uh, Gummy Crypto Capital, NGC Ventures, um, and Digital Currency Group and HashKey. Uh, the fund will provide grants to teams. Uh, Building dApps using graphs, uh, querying technology, spanning sectors as diverse as decentralized finance, or DeFi, uh, and non-fungible tokens, which are NFTs. Uh, Decentralized autonomous organizations, or DAOs, uh, marketplaces, cross-chain infrastructure, and and the metaverse, uh, a shared, interactive, and potentially immersible digital environment. And so uh, whether consumers are on board with Web3 or not, Web3 is making its way to us. uh, And this was what uh, a managing director from Hashkey uh, said in a statement. Uh, Developers need decentralized Web3 solutions and like the graph uh, that are designed to be accessible. Developers use the graph to access blockchain data through open uh, interprogram communication protocols or APIs called subgraphs. Uh, The retrieved data is used to power a wide array of dApps, making the graph a key component uh, of Web3 infrastructure. Growth-oriented crypto uh, projects often start funds to lure developers into building applications for their blockchain or incentivize uh, developers to use their product. Uh, Last month, Privacy-Focused Blockchain Secret Network announced a $400 million in funding, including a $225 million ecosystem fund. The Near Blockchain announced a staggering $800 million in grants uh, funded toward the end of last year, including a $250 million ecosystem fund. So there's a ton of money uh, going into these projects to build these dApps um, that are going to be used uh, in the future, especially considering uh, the growth of Web3, the two main uh, targets or topics that I think are going to be uh, continuing to grow into 2022 uh in the crypto world are definitely going to be web 3 and the metaverse those are going to be the talk of uh of the town as you may call it uh as people jump into web 3 and as more people jump into uh the metaverse so uh, you're starting to see more companies more projects really uh ramp up their um you know, hiring as well as uh, get tons of funding uh, to build out these Web3 applications uh, and using these dApps and DAOs, uh, build more NFTs um, and really uh, you know, take off on Web3 as well as uh, the metaverse. So, last one here, I want to talk about Intel. Um, and so, semiconductor giant Intel, trading under the ticker INTC, uh, has officially announced its crypto mining initiative uh, on Friday, revealing that Argo blockchain um, and Jack Dorsey led uh, block uh, square. Uh, will receive chip makers first uh, mining chips later this year so Intel is going to be making uh, some chips that are specifically geared towards mining uh, which I think is a first uh, of its kind semiconductor um, company announcing that they're going to be making chips uh, f- specially geared towards mining uh, now Uh, Block was previously uh, Square uh, trading under ticker sign SQ, but it became Block. Um, And then Argo Blockchain is trading under ticker sign ARGO. Um, So INTC, ARGO, and SQ are probably some stocks that you want to look at uh, if you are a stock trader, um, especially as we start to ramp up into uh, more people getting into crypto mining. Uh, So Intel first received, it's working on a mining uh, application specific integrated circuit Uh, or ASIC dubbed um, Bunza Mine, in January when the product uh, release was included in the agenda for the upcoming semiconductor conference. Uh, An Argos spokesperson confirmed um, that it had signed an agreement to buy Intel's mining ASICs. Grid um, infrastructure has also entered into supply agreement with Intel's new ASICs. Uh, as part of the agreement, Intel has guaranteed that it will sell at least 25% uh, of its uh, mining ASICs production uh, to Grid until 2025. Uh, the mining ASICs will offer a thousand times better performance per watt uh, than mainstream GPUs for SHA-256 uh, based mining, um, and then large uh, Professional miners mostly use uh, ASICs for Bitcoin mining. However, uh, so the graphics processing units or GPU uh, comparison may not be as meaningful for them. <clears throat> the chips are built on a tiny piece of silicon, so that it won't impact Intel supply uh, for currently produced uh, for current uh, products. So they're not using, they're not um, losing resources um, or really hurting their bottom line uh, to make these chips. Intel also announced a custom uh, compute group uh, with the Accelerated Computing System and Graphics uh, Unit, which will build custom silicon platforms uh, for blockchain and other types of computing. Uh, Block, led by Twitter's founder, uh, is building an open-source Bitcoin mining system aiming to make the network more decentralized. Uh, And Cincinnati-based Grid is planning a $3.3 billion IPO on the New York Stock Exchange through a merger with a SPAC or special-purpose acquisition uh, vehicle. And so these are things to look for um, as we get, you know, ramp up more Bitcoin mining. Now, there are companies that are already out there that are doing tons of mining um, or buying tons of, of Bitcoin currently, like MicroStrategies, uh, but We're starting to see more people get into uh, Bitcoin mining itself or crypto mining in general. Um, I think it's very interesting to see whole companies uh, start to get into mining itself. Um, And definitely going to be interesting um, as we. Uh, continue into 2022 um, now may be a great time to jump into some uh, crypto mining uh, it's never a better time to learn especially uh, before all these regulations come out um, and as we see more technology advances start to come in the form of these intel uh, chips that could help you uh, gain more profits from mining so hopefully that information helped you all uh, make a more informed decision. Like I said, again, the crypto market is still on a bearish downward trend because of the geopolitical issues and some of the fed statements that are to come in March. Uh, but hopefully everybody is staying safe out there um, in this volatile crypto market, able to lock in some profits. Make sure you guys go look into web three and into the metaverse. There are tons of projects out there um, that are starting to ramp up um, and really become, you know, s- solid players in both of these spaces. And so, you can benefit from it. It's still a learning curve from a lot of people. There's still a lot of institutions that have not converted over to um you know different crypto plays. Their institutions themselves are still learning about cryptocurrency, learning about the metaverse. So even though you see some that have switched over um, to metaverse plays, even though you see some uh, companies that have switched over to, um, you know, Web3 projects making dApps, that doesn't mean that all of them have uh, really come. I really don't think the whales themselves have really come and jumped into um, the metaverse and jumped into um you know, web three. So you haven't really seen Apple, uh, jump in, uh, saying, you know, they're going to be releasing products in a metaverse. You haven't really seen, uh, Amazon, you know, jump into web three, uh, or really announce any large Web3 uh, products uh, or projects or really announce any large uh, metaverse plays that they're going to be doing. So uh, as long as, you know, large corporate entities are still on the sidelines waiting to happen, I think it's a great opportunity for individual uh, retail investors as well as individual people who want to get into cryptocurrency um, and really make a way for yourself um, in the crypto world. So. Make sure you guys do some more due diligence on that. Uh, Like I said, again, hopefully this episode helped you all make a more informed decision. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.